You're listening to the Courageous Creatives podcast, episode number six. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting to married creative duo, Belinda and Tim, the owners and hosts of Hold Cottage, a beautiful Airbnb nestled in Gunning Regional, New South Wales. Belinda styles and curates, and Tim is a talented photographer with a love for history. Stay tuned to hear all about their journey with Hold Cottage and how they say it found them. Plus, enjoy some amazing insight into creating and hosting a B&B. Hi there, I'm your host, Georgie Morrison. I'm a nine-to-five dropout turned multi-creative writer, artist and photographer. I'm now a ceramicist most days of the week, small business owner and freelance writer and photographer on others. I traded the city for the country and building a life I love and have never looked back. I'm on a mission to help creatives everywhere find their courage and forge a modern career. From small business talk to social media, lifestyle, or overcoming personal or professional obstacles, let's bust the starving artist myth and be brave enough to make the life we want now. Join me every Wednesday and let's make your creative goals happen. Welcome to the Courageous Creatives Podcast. Welcome onto the Courageous Creators podcast, Belinda and Tim. I am so excited to have you both joining me today. I just love your beautiful B&B and the styling and the photos. So thanks for joining me. Thanks, thanks. for having us, Georgie. Thank it's you. Really exciting to actually be, I don't know, to be asked. It's very, yeah, it's very humbling. Oh, no, I'm so glad. I Like when I sent out the message, I, I was thinking, oh, gosh, like, because I think with Instagram sometimes too, you think like, oh, are you going to come across as like annoying or pushy or anything? And so I sent you the message and you were like, oh, yay. And I was just so excited. We love our Instagram community. So, we yeah, we encourage people to reach out because I reach out too. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really, really great community. So I'm really glad you did. Yeah, thank you. So to jump straight into all of the questions that I have for you, I really loved the unique backstory behind Hold Cottage and how you came upon the place and this really lovely history. Could you perhaps give me a bit of insight into who the two of you are, of course, but also how you came upon this beautiful house? Yeah, sure. Okay. Who's going I first? Think, um, you can probably start because that's, that sort of began from, I think, you. So found the cottage so I think I think we'll get Belinda to start off okay yeah um okay well so I've got a quite a um I guess like you Georgie I've got quite a creative background I've dabbled my feet in quite a few things um but I'll cut a very long story short and give you sort of my last five years um so I Prior to COVID, I was production manager of a print magazine in Canberra and we, Tim and I, both of us actually founded um, Canberra's biggest street food event called The Forage. So they were sort of both, they were my two main um, gigs um, up until COVID. Um, I was made redundant from the magazine position and then clearly a street food event is probably the worst kind of event to have in a pandemic. So that's 
currently on pause as well. Um, but amongst that, we had in June 2019, we had purchased um, the cottage in Gunning. Um, so that was kind of sitting in the background as a long-term plan for me to ease out of my um, full-time job with the magazine and and become a holiday property host, um, you know, sort of in five years' time. <laughs> it just happened a lot quicker than, than we anticipated. So that was sort of just a purchase that we could just it wasn't going to be a full-time thing. It was just, you know, we really wanted it as a, a little country home to go to on weekends and then, you know, slowly build it up. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've, always, we've always dreamt of having a, a little country getaway and um, it was just, it was one of those just, yeah, dreams, I suppose. So we always talk about, you know, getting away from the whole, you know, city life and having a bit of time in the country where you can just breathe and whatnot um, and, you know, it, we just decided one day that we'd start looking seriously and we sort of looked everywhere. We weren't just looking just close region. We were going all over the place, just getting the, having these dreams of thinking, oh, let, what, what can we, what can we find out there? What can we do? You know, how, let's, let's, let's have a lifestyle change. Just sort of got excited on it. And we sort of, we even, it, yeah, just, we even looked down your way yeah. with high country in Victoria and yeah. the, up in the snowies. And yeah, we, we looked for a good 18 months, I think, um, and nothing, it just, nothing was on the market that we, that we loved. Really, yeah. Um, yeah. And then a really good friend of ours, Belinda from um, Tamale, um, from in Carcor actually said to me, stop looking, just stop looking. It'll, it, you know, when it happens, it'll happen, you know, it'll come. And um, yeah. yeah. I remember those words. She said, yeah, don't look, it'll find you. It'll like, find it'll you. It'll actually find you. Yeah. And <laughs> And it did, sure it just, yeah, well, it yeah. was what, just yeah. one one night in front of the fire, I said to Tim, oh, might have a look at Gundaroo and Gunning because, you know, the more I think about it, the more we think that this property needs to be accessible and if it needs <laughs> renovating, we wanted to do a lot of it. So I think it needs to be closer. So, yeah, we had a look at Gundaroo, there was nothing there. And then I opened up Gunning and literally that little cottage was just that, that red brick front was just there and I threw the computer at Tim and I said look at this and I went you really what's goes, this it's like, all right it's and all I'm right. like it's all right <laughs> text that real estate man so yeah. you did didn't you yeah. and we were out there the next morning and yeah it's um that that was um that was sort of a journey with the cottage but um we've totally skipped over who you are Tim that's okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, but Tim, yeah, would you tell Georgie? Yeah, so, okay, so where, where I fit in this whole thing. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, uh, we were married in 97? Yep. Yeah, 97. So, yep, from, from college. So we sort of went through college, uh, had a young family. Uh, we got into business together quite early. Um, I was uh, an apprentice mechanic. Okay, so I worked for BMW for a number of years um, and Belinda was in the, the public service uh, and decided to go out and, and sort of explore on her own. So she decided to open up a cupcake shop. Oh. So, yeah, so, and, and you know what? It, it, was a very, it was a very popular shop in Canberra. I told Georgie we were going to cut the story short. That's okay. But, <laughs> so that was sort of the beginning of us working together um, and, and, it, and we really sort of, yeah, just got each other and, you know, in, on a, in a business sense, we sort of we sort of knew our part, and you know we could bounce ideas off each other, so it worked really well. So from the cupcake shop, um, 
I joined ACFI and Rescue as a full-time firefighter. So um, again, that's just another spanner in the works with um, adjusting and whatnot, but um, I've been there, I'm still there. Um, and then uh, the forage came along. So again, that's one of Belinda's um, ideas that she came up with. And again, so I fully supported her with that. Um, and it, it's become a really successful event in Canberra. And again, us two working together, we just sort of, I think we balance each other out in, on business. So, And you work together now, like styling and you do the photography, Tim. And like, how do you... Yeah, so when um, I was working with the magazine, Tim picked up the camera about six years ago because mm. um, it just was easier. Um, it's really hard to coordinate photographers and stylists and and we just thought we could give it a go. And, yeah, so Tim picked up the camera about six years ago and, yeah, we... I guess I, I'm the creative with the vision and Tim's got the eye and can operate, you know, so we kind we work out, we work really, we balance each other really well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's where Tim's photography, photography has come in. So, yeah. yeah. I was really scared. I, I, I didn't have a lot of experience. So having a camera, I knew how to operate it. And then I was asked, yeah, can you come and take some photos? And I was like, oh, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing. I can't put anything on the, in front of me to say this is what I've done. But I just picked the camera up and had a, had a go. And, yeah. that, and that's sort of how it all turned out as my photography journey, I suppose. Yeah. 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 And if you don't mind me asking as a photographer, and I know there's other camera um, enthusiasts <laughs> like that will listen too, but what camera do you shoot on? Like what's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is debatable. It is deba- it? <laughs> very debatable. And everyone's going to go, oh, really? Like, uh, look, I've always shot on uh, the, the Nikon uh, yeah. camera. So with, with all their lenses, uh, but a lot of Canon shooters, a lot of Sony, like it just all depends on sort of what you start with. I think, I don't think it really, I mean, yes, it's good to have a great camera, but you still need the eye. You still need to know what to take a photo of and, and the editing and the processing is, is plays a big part now. So yeah, there's a number of things like, yeah, but that's just what I shoot. So yeah. I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm comfortable with it, so no, it's great. My my mum has a Nikon, so she'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> I, so I, I'm a Canon, and we often like we're pulling out the two cameras. She's like, oh, it's kind of like a drag race between the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, all yeah. backwards. Canon's all backwards. It's all reversed in Nikon. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, all the controls. Don't get it. Yeah, yeah nah, here we go. Nah, all good. <laughs> nah, I'm a Canon as well. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, so that probably like leads into. Um, I'll probably actually switch around a couple of the questions. But how do you go working together? Like, what do you find is perhaps one of the greatest benefits of working with each other, and what you enjoy about it? Because I can boss him around. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, I just think we're very. We're both pretty open-minded like we we sort of listen to each other like we don't sort of not sort of saying this is how it's going to be it's like what do you think of this and and we sort of oh this is my thoughts and, and we'll come up with a plan and a you know just yeah. we've just got a really good balance yeah and and yeah. as I said before I've got vision and and like I I can create something and I can see it but I need Tim to execute it because I cannot work a camera don't even go like it's just not something that sits easily for me so I think that's where our balance is. Um, Tim's definitely got an eye that I don't have. Um, I can style something, but capturing it the way we want it at, you know, with, at the end result is really different to putting it together. So, yeah, so I think we're, we're, we're a good team. That, that doesn't mean that we don't 
snitch at each other and <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't want it like that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, it's too dark. So, you know, there's a lot, you know, we, we definitely not, um, we, we do argue, yeah, but we're, quite balanced i think yeah it's, yeah. Not, it's not all the photography it's it's the it's the um you know setting up the cottage and the styling and i'll linda will have this idea and i'll go really that's just i don't get it but then you know i have trust in her that she knows what she's doing and you know it always comes off like i just go yep you're right you know it, it worked out i can see your vision now like so as i said Linda has a great vision she can see it without actually seeing it whereas i need to visually touch and feel and see so yeah, I've got that, and I think both we both respect each other's opinions. Um, but yeah, I totally back her when she says that <laughs> no, this is going to work. You know, so, not all the time, but most of the time, it works out pretty well. <laughs> oh no, that's good because I, I think too that it, like I think working and, and collaborating with someone, especially when you know they're so close to you too, that you know you can depend on them and and trust them like in the choices that you make creatively too. Yeah, yeah. Tim's, def- Tim's definitely a um, security blanket for me. I'm very much, I feel really, um, I just feel confident. And um, yeah, it's because I've worked with a lot of photographers when I was with the magazine and I always was quite nervous because I, I don't know, it's just when it's Tim, I just know that I can say, no, I want it like this, I want it like that. Or he's like, no, that's not that's not going to work and yeah it just is real like I feel secure when I'm working with him so but that's a good partnership I suppose um you know when you can find that trust and that understanding and just know how each other's um, minds are working so yeah and I like the risk taking too like you know to to achieve goals or things that you want to achieve you've got to take a bit of risk and I like you know having that you know it sounds like a really crazy idea, but let's go for it. Let's have a, let's try it. You know, mm. you know, it may, it may work, it may not, but you know, I think, think you need to take those risks to, yeah, to get where you want to get to. I think. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And so to segue on from that, can you tell me a bit about that process of renovating Hold Cottage and whether you did um, sort of DIY? Because you mentioned that you wanted to do quite a lot of the work, like be hands-on with it. Yeah. Or did you get contractors in? Like how long was that process of setting up Hold Cottage and what was it like? We, I guess too, with that, there's always a budget involved with renovations. So we knew what, one, what we paid for the, the cottage and what we had to then be able to spend on it to bring it up to to scratch um so obviously we then had to sit down and work out you know what tim tim's very very like tim can turn his hand at anything in terms of trade so it was a matter of working out okay what what don't we like to do when we renovate and what can we do to um minimize our minimize our outlay so we just sort of stepped back and looked at the cottage we absolutely loathe painting um, it's something that we have always done and we always thought we were really good at it <laughs> until we had our own home professionally painted and we just were like, we are never painting again. Yeah. That is, so that was our, that was our biggest outlay with the cottage, um, in terms of the renovations and we really wanted to outsource that. So we, um, got a local painter at Gunning, Michael from Exact Painting, and he is an expert on on um, painting the old homes. He came in, did a phenomenal job. Um, 
thank God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then it was the bathroom. We were really, really lucky with the cottage. It had amazing bones. It just really needed some love um, in terms of paint, really, and just window treatments. The kitchen had already been um, upgrade, update, updated and the bathroom was the big, the mm. other probably big one that we just didn't love. So um, we kind of looked at how we could... Uh, we really want to minimise our footprint with the cottage. Like, was that bathroom actually able to be updated rather than renovated, um, where we could keep some original fittings that suited, that were more suited to the cottage, but make the bathroom look like it had, that it was, you know, it had some... Just give it a bit of love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did that. We, we didn't rip the bathroom mm. out. We, well, I say we, I'm lying. <laughs> 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 Tim spent days oh. grout, you know, digging out the old grout and um, pulling up the old floor, pulling up the old floor and painting the old, you know, the cabinetry. And um, you know, we then got a local bathroom um, company in from Yas um, Tiling Dynamics, yeah. Dynamic yeah. Tiling. Dynamic, tiling dynamics, yeah. Yeah, um, and they came in and just regrouted for us, put a new sink in, put new tapware in, and and that was kind of, that was it for the, oh, they did polish the concrete floor, sanded that back for us and, and gave that a seal. We didn't re, we didn't put tiles down. We really liked the the rawness of the, the concrete flooring. So, yeah, that was, they were the two major, two major things really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then we just did, yeah, Tim did the rest, really. So, yeah, just updated things, painted the outside, just just fixed whatever needed fixing, just little just little things. Yeah, but just, nothing, yeah. Nothing major. But we were very, very, we, yeah, we were really lucky because it really did just, it, yeah, it had amazing bones and it was just a matter of putting our own little touches onto it and just giving, you know, giving it a bit of life again. So um, we've put it, we're still working on the garden, but we've got our, next door neighbours at Gunning um, Mavla Landscaping. They came in in summer last year and did a full irrigation system throughout the whole property. Um, so, we, so we can keep the water up to it. We were struggling with that, having guests in through summer and not being able to water. So that's all now on a timer system. And yeah, we kept, we kept all of our trades local. And um, yeah, that was, that's about it really. We're just now just, yeah finishing off the garden and just waiting thing, for things to grow. So <laughs> it really has such like a beautiful homey feeling. And I haven't been there personally, but I think you, you capture that beautifully in photos where, you know, I think the the best part of a and b is if you can go in there and have that sense of home away from home. Um, yeah. And that cottage, you know, ha- seems to have that energy. Like, do you, do you get that feedback from people who stay there too? Every single time. Every, yeah. Yeah, it's really, um, it. The, our guests give us the same feedback every time and often it's like we just walked in and we just felt like that cottage just gave us a big warm hug. Yeah. Like it just, it really is, it really is, it's got, I don't know what it is about that little place, but it just has this feeling about it. Uh, yeah, it's quite phenomenal. And, and the fact that everyone feels the same. So, yeah, yeah, no, we really, it's, yeah. It was pretty special to us. Like, as I said, we when we found the, the place, didn't realise that the, the block of land was owned by an ancestor of mine. Mm-hmm. So the, the Bean family moved to Gunning in the 1840s, I think it was. 
and built like an old coach stable, which was the the Cobb and Co. Um, uh, through into into Gunning, um, and then they run a a local um, hotel in there as well. Uh, and that just so happened to be when we were purchasing the house that um, I was laying in bed one night just looking at some old maps of Gunning and. I sort of zoomed into this 1932 map and it sort of, I sort of scrolled in real close and it had um, Joseph Bean on it, on the block. So, yeah, so my family actually owned the block of land. So whether I don't think the house was built on it then because I, I think the Beans left in 1910, So, um, but it's still got a connection. So, yeah, yeah, so my family had owned the same place that yeah. we bought years later. Yeah, so that's and sort we of didn't, know, didn't, we didn't know, know about anything about it. Didn't know about it until after. Yeah, so it's so just one of those things, you know. Pretty. As, yeah. as Belinda from Tamale said, it'll find you and it did. It's mm. just the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's why it was giving you a hug. It was like, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre. It's yeah. really, um, yeah. and it still feels, yeah, it just felt just, right from the word, yeah, from the get-go and, when we found all of that out, it was kind of like maybe that's why it feels so right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just the whole town too. The whole town is just is that big warm hug too. Like we feel welcome and just it just feels good. You go there and just feel great. Yeah, it's cool. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we create that for the people that do visit us and hold, you know, and get that as well, that sort of experience. I think too people have so much more of an appreciation for rural and regional areas and space in general because of the pandemic and everything that's happened in the past year and a half. Like, do you find that too, that like where the house is, is really important to people to be able to get away from the city and have that escape, but in a really beautiful space, of course. I felt, well, we certainly felt the movement, that shift was happening before COVID. I think a lot of people like us, were getting tired of living this really really hectic life that we live and I we like we we were finding it tough so you know that's why we always wanted sort of that country escape and I feel like that shift was happening I think COVID has just enhanced it it's just it's made people realize that it, you don't actually need to be stimulated 24-7. You can actually go and remove yourself and it's just as exciting walking a country street than it is out in the middle of the city on a Saturday night. You know, it's just a completely different feeling and I think people really needed time to just stop um, and go back right back to basics, you know. Just walk down to the cafe for mm-hmm. your coffee or go and sit at the railway at sunset or walk with your kids through the streets and just look at these old houses and think, oh, who used to live there in, you know, 1875, you know, who's... There was a couple, you know, little ponies that, you know, we always tell the guests that, like, a real short walk to the railway, they, you know, take the carrots up and feed the the ponies. Yeah, leave leave a basket of carrots, falara and snips, and we just go, you go up the street, turn right, go down there in the paddock on the right-hand side. And so, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I think the shift was happening. I think COVID's just fast fast tracked it, and I, you know, I know a lot of people that just love that that country just slowing down, just slowing down. So, um, and appreciation for our history, you know, I think that's all starting to really, really come back to, which is really awesome because I think we don't stop enough to look at how wonderful our history really is in Australia. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really good point because I think that I think everyone was probably feeling, you know, everything was advancing so quickly and, and everything was so fast paced that that if there is one small takeaway that we could take out of this time, it has been that 
that process of slamming the brakes on and making everyone slow down and appreciate much smaller things that would have otherwise passed us by each day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely done that for us, hasn't it? Just sit in the backyard and like, I was at the cottage today and I was sitting in the backyard and I I rang Tim and had him on speaker and he's like, all the birds today. And I'm like, they were just so loud. They're so much, it's so different in the country. The birds are different. They, they've just got a whole level of. They're rowdy. (laughs) Yeah, they are. And they're happy. And it's just, yeah, it's just, and for me now, I think after my redundancy, like those things are now more important to me than a job title, you know? So it's that sense of freedom when you're in the country is just amazing. And, you know, the birds, it like, they're free. It's just, yeah, it's really, it's just, uh, yeah. It's a nice feeling just to slow down and just take it all in. Like there's, as I said, you, you can go there and do nothing and still enjoy it. Yeah. Just yeah. to sit and talk and read or, yeah. as you said, go for a walk. It's just, yeah, it's just a time to re- reset your thought process. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a funny feeling. There's no mind clutter yeah. in, this, yeah. in the country. <laughs> and it's also been this, I suppose, this amazing creative outlet for you both. You know, you've been able to to style and obviously be there and take photos. And I, I'm, I'm really interested to know too, like whether you have collected style ideas, you know, perhaps over the years and then been able to, curate them all in this space or that you've been able to manifest them where did you get that inspiration from for Hold Cottage like how, how did you put this the style of it all together in terms of the furniture and the different bits of pieces that you've added to the house we've, we've always liked antique old before we had Hold Cottage I was always obsessed with old homes so I think I'd, we just let the house talk to us and yeah. just found pieces that respected it's it's history so yeah I, and I'm a pretty I'm a big history buff I love I love looking into family and just old buildings and just uh, just everything old I just, I just have that yeah I don't know that we I don't know that we had a, we didn't have a style in in mind I like I really like the the saying that if you love it you'll make it work so if you love that chair, regardless of what style it is, you'll make it work in your space because you love it. So uh, that's kind of maybe that's how we sort of worked with it. Um, Just got a couple of main pieces and from there that, that sort of helped us, you know, bring, bring the rest of it together. But really. Sometimes less is always, less is more. There's more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it is minimal, but there's some really nice things that sort of you can appreciate. Like you walk in there and you're, they just stand out because it's not cluttered and it's not, you know, it's just sort of like iconic yeah. little pieces that you sort of can really appreciate. Um, I love um, I love the older pieces and the, like, the random finds because they strike up conversation. It creates, com- you know, you stand there and go, I found that at the tip. It's $20, yeah. you yeah. know. So that was that's our TV unit, yeah. isn't it, yeah. in, in the cottage. It's $20 at the tip and it came with a $5 chair that's now at the dining table and... Um, so just little things like that because it really does give gives you a talking point and um, we tried really hard to find, um, yeah, up, we wanted to upcycle a lot, of, a lot of stuff. So, you know, apart from the couch and, and bedding and beds, um, a lot of it is from antique, antique shops and from the green shed yeah. in Canberra. And so... Also with our style too, so Blinda said about um, letting the 
the buildings sort of create its own feel and that the 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 brickwork the exposed brickwork at the fireplace you know we end up pulling the old mantle off and it pulled away some of the the render which exposed this beautiful handmade convict brick Mm. behind and we thought that looks amazing so let's make it a feature so if you've seen on the website or in the photos we've got the the, you know, the fireplace with the exposed red brick and that just it brings the cottage out to sort of to life you know it sort of just yeah it just shows yeah. shows a little bit of you can't and you can't replicate it either no. like you could never try you could never do that like no. again anywhere so it's kind of nice that it's got its own little little trademark yeah so it was just cracking and falling away i thought you know let's just let's just chip it away until it stops and you know it was just telling us this is how we want to this is how i want to be yeah so, yeah we, we sort of kept it in yeah there. so i guess uh, yeah style wise i don't know i just if i love it i often just we will just get it won't we yeah. and we just make it work but we do like i love rustic um i love i love texture so i love wool linen you know, so all those natural fibres is my really big thing. Um, and wood. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. all of those really sort of, so you know. Natural tones, colour yeah. palettes, things like that. Yeah. So, and neutral, quite neutral. neutral so that we can, if I get bored, which, as you know, Georgie, creatives often get bored. <laughs> um, we can just change it up a bit, you know, just change linen, uh, cushion covers or whatever. But, yeah, that, that's kind of, yeah. yeah, we just let the building talk to us and then, um it kind of went from there we got the couch the couch was sort of the main feature and then everything everything else sort of fell into place so yeah oh, no, I love that I love that because I, I think too that I think sometimes like we can get caught up on what like everything you see on Pinterest and everything and you forget to listen yeah. to the space that you're in and, and the needs of that space and what you want it to be yeah so don't get yeah. me wrong Instagram's uh, you know a constant a constant um source of inspiration I you know you see see stuff and you have to put it in your saved collection because there's definitely stuff on there that yeah it inspires you to go and look for something that you know will sort of work in your space so yeah and as a as for me as a performer I do say call myself a perfectionist I think it comes out in photography but I've learned to um to understand that it's not always the best if it's if it's perfect it's not always the best yeah thing you know so the imperfections i reckon speak louder than words i reckon so there's little imperfections in the house like we did we don't want it to be perfect you know we want to have the creaky door the the lock that doesn't latch properly just just little things like that doesn't have to be all square and you know just just part of the experience isn't it yeah 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 it's part of its character and yeah we don't want to hide its age you want to actually make it you want to enhance it so yeah and I love how that's represented in the photos too because there are those shots where you have sort of like the blanket on the bed and it's like it looks like it's just been curled up around someone and then you know put down again and like it really like has that lived in feeling which I think is captured in the style and obviously in your photos too it's yeah yeah often actually if the beds when we've taken photos of the beds that have been slept in that is actually a true photo like I've literally got out of that bed (laughs) quick can you grab this shot because we Mm. want it to be real and you know uh, yeah we're both very much imperfect is perfect so I just I think you want people to see it as a home and if it's all lined up and all beautiful and square and everything it just doesn't 
I don't know. For us, it, that doesn't. And that's probably what makes it home. You know, it's just it gives you that that feel for people when they come and visit. They go, oh, it's just it's just like my home or how I want my home to be, and they just feel home themselves. Yeah. So that's sort of the yeah. That's that was our goal was to make people feel welcome and you know yeah treat yeah. It like their house. So. Yeah. No, I love that, and I think too, like for anyone. Um, like listening who perhaps is starting out with an, an Airbnb or perhaps they've, they're just in very early stages of it. What would be the advice that you would give them in relation to setting up um, the B&B, whether it's logistical, whether it's, you know, to do with the whole process, completely up to you, but I'm um, yeah, really interested to hear what advice you give. <laughs> and it's always a hard one. <laughs> yeah, there's so like, much. It was quite scary for us. Like I remember when we were sort of getting it to a point where we were going to Airbnb, it's like, I don't want an Airbnb. Like this is my <laughs> house. Like people come in and, you know. Yeah, and it's, yeah you know, probably the biggest. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty hard for Tim and I because I think when we'd actually discovered that that block of land belonged to Tim's family, it it really made the cottage, yeah, it became very <laughs> personal. Um, I, yeah, look, obviously budget yeah. is one one big thing. You need to know what you're going into right from, you know, right from the get-go. You need to know before you sign those papers what what you want out of it, you know, how much it's going to cost you, all of that. that that's the practical side of it. Um, Bit of research on, yeah, the area where you're buying, yeah. uh, you know, the you know, having you know, the right insurance, like there's all this stuff from behind the scenes you've got to sort of have ready to go. You know. the, research, the research on the area I think is really important. Um, we, we did spend a lot of time, uh, well, no, that's a lie because as soon as we saw the cottage we put in an offer, but after we did do that we spent a lot of, a lot of days in gunning and sort of in the surrounding areas um, and just looking at, you know, this place two and a half hours from Sydney where, where it's under an hour to Canberra, the railway's still operational, you know, there's all, all of that. So the area had, the area had, um, you know, a lot of things going for it. Um, it, yeah, I think I'm a big believer and I think we've learnt it through the forage that if you build it, they will come. So you honestly, if you had a cottage in the middle of nowhere and you build that up and you believe and trust that you, and make a go of it, it will happen regardless of where you, regardless of where you are. Um, But yeah, I I think it's really hard because I wish I didn't love the cottage as much as I do. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes it's really hard to walk away and let, and let the guests walk in. Like I, I have to admit, uh, some days I'm just like, don't want anyone in here. But I do, you know, so it's, I'm really torn because I do, I want everyone to experience how beautiful that little place is. And I, if we can share that with everyone, that's, that, yeah. that was our end goal. But that's it. yeah. And don't be scared to reach out to people that have gone through it. So yeah. you'll find a lot of people out there that want to assist and, and, and give some advice, you know, whether it's good or whatever, maybe some of their own experiences. Um, you know, we're all part of this big community, community. So yeah. If we can share some things that will help them get get started or get going, look more than happy to. You know, that's it's definitely um, the holiday property community is quite amazing. Um, I haven't held back in in reaching out and vice versa. I've had a lot of property owners reach out to me 
in terms of, you know, giving me advice and helping me with stuff. Um, and, you know, as my mum's always said, what's the worst that they can say or do is no. So at the end of the day, yeah, it, reaching out has been a massive thing, um, especially right at the beginning, like how much soap do I leave and do I leave them a bottle of wine? And like it's just all those tiny little things. But, um, yeah, I think... Yeah, there's so much. Georgie, honestly, we could spend an hour, you know, going over some advice. But, yeah, I mean, there's the practical research area, have your budget sorted, um, you know, know what type of property that you're passionate about. Um, And also your market audience, so your target audience. So who do you want to attract, families, couples, whatever. You need to sort of work out who you want there. So that could sort of play a big part on how you set it up. Yeah, we have we have animals there, or you know, there's there's yeah. so many little things yeah. that you know just sort of got to think about. Yeah, um, it's yeah. yeah, but reaching out, create a community. Um, I've I've just been so fortunate, and I've made some amazing friends through this community, and honestly, couldn't have done it without them. You know, Belinda from Carcor and and Tara from from Simpson Cottage, and. Andrea from Farmhouse, like it's endless. It's really, it's an amazing community and it's definitely community over competition. So it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's not all about copying. It's just getting ideas and, you know, this is what worked for us, you know, and and take on those little things, you know. Don't lose your own vision. You don't want to be someone else. Just, um, but it's, I reckon it's nice to have some help from other people and you might be able to introduce that to to your property. So, you know, I think it's important. Yeah, Thank you. Like that's such lovely advice because I, th- I think too that one of the biggest things, as you've said, is that people are almost too afraid to ask um, or even ask, you know, for advice. So I, I think I hope again, like if anyone is listening to this that has a and b that that they know that they can reach out to people they admire and ask them. Absolutely. For help. Absolutely. And I just think, you know, uh, there's nothing to hide like there's nothing to hide what do you you know I think we all share and that's just yeah uh, it's it's just been amazing so I have um because I'm always like keeping an eye on the zoom time thing but um so I do have one more question um for you before yeah. it hopefully it doesn't cut us off and I I ask this question to everyone that I have onto the podcast because I think everyone has a different answer so you're welcome to answer together or individually um but I'd love to know how you would define a courageous creative. Hey, do you want to go first? Or am I going first? You go first. Oh. <laughs> um, I've, I've got a favourite saying that um, dreams don't work unless you do. And I think courageous creatives, I think creatives are just their doers and their workers. And unless you're prepared to just get in there and give it a go, Um, whether it works or not, whatever. But, yeah, I think, yeah. I reckon reckon just believe in yourself, um, have a crack. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Take take a few risks, surround surround with people that, you know, like-minded and, you know, with a good support network, I think, yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. No, thank you. I really love that answer. You just have to work. You won't get where you want to go just by sitting there. You have to, I think there was a quote that I put on my Instagram page. If you sit still, you'll get like run over by the train. So you've just got to keep, you have to keep evolving. And I think creatives are good at that because we can't sit still. 
for too long. <laughs> I think more than ever, like in the last year, like everyone has had yeah. to be pivoting constantly. Like it just reminds me of the netball really, like where you're just kind of spinning in a circle, but but yeah but you just have to keep on your toes with it and and evolve you know as the world continues to yeah that's right yeah that's the end of like all the formal questions that I have but I just want to thank you both so much for you know your really lovely honest and insightful answers and I think that this will be really beneficial for for anyone whether they're in in bears or not um I just really enjoyed listening to you both in your story so Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us, us, Georgie. Yeah, it's really humbling. Like, I just think, I don't know, whether people like our story or not, it's it's always (laughs) daunting when people ask to talk to you, like, really? Really? Is our story that, like, yeah. But it's been, yeah, it's an awesome opportunity and I really, we're really grateful. Find out more about Hold Cottage at Belinda and Tim's Instagram handle, at hold underscore cottage. And you can also visit www.holdcottage.com. This beautiful home is also available in Airbnb and Ripperide. So jump on and check it out. Better yet, book yourself the perfect regional getaway and experience it for yourself. I know I will as soon as these borders open. For show notes from today's episode, head over to georginamorrison.com.au to the Courageous Creatives podcast page and subscribe to my monthly newsletter, The Creatives Corner. Here you can read more about podcast guests, show notes on episodes from that month, plus some extra goodies. If you are an established creative who has left behind the nine to five and built the business of your dreams, or perhaps there is someone you greatly admire in your field and you would love to hear them on the show, please feel free to get in touch. Alternatively, if there is a topic you would love to hear about, let me know. You can contact Courageous Creatives via sending an email to podcast at georginamorrison.com.au or send a DM to the Courageous Creatives Podcast Instagram account at Courageous Creatives Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the love. If there is a family member or friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, pass it on. If you share via Instagram, be sure to tag the Courageous Creatives handle so I can see and share and say hi to you. Whichever platform you're listening on, hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode and leave a review if you can, as it all helps this new little podcast get out there. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll chat soon. Bye.